Hi everyone, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Chat with Dan. This is your host, Dan. And as always, I have another amazing guest coming up. So, you know the drill. Give me a couple of seconds. I'll be right back. Here we go. There you go. Perfect, perfect. So, uh, how are you today? Good, how are you? Doing good as well. Thank you so much for asking. So, guys, t tonight we have an awesome guest. We have Ariel in the building. So, let's give it an epic, an epic welcome to the show. Here we go. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Perfect. So, uh, so, let's get this started. Tell me, like, starting the interview, tell me how it all started. I mean, where does your passion for voice acting start? Sure. Um, so, it's actually funny. My my interest and my passion for voice acting is um, pretty young. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's fairly new, um, but I've loved acting since I was since I was young, um, I just always drawn to the actors in movies and, oh, oh my God, how do they do that? How do they get in them? But of course, like animated um, shows and movies and stuff like that. As a kid, I was like, I, I was wondered where those voices came from. What were they doing? Um, I also thought it was interesting too, that, you know, actors get recognized on the street, mm. but voice actors don't until they start talking. And I always thought that that was kind of cool too. But um, going, you know, through middle school, high school, college, I was doing like um, acting, but more theater oriented. Mm. And I loved that. I loved theater and, and musical theater and doing all of that. Um, but in college, I kind of felt like, oh, you know, I need to have a career. I yeah. need to have like, something that is going to pay the bills, right? Um, but I still had that love for acting. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay in the media production mm -hmm. aspect of it. Um, and I started doing editing. And mm -hmm. I, I fell in love with editing um, and, and video editing and doing production. And I was like, well, maybe I work for music videos or something. Um, so after that, I joined an internship through my university and I got the opportunity to move out uh, from North Carolina to LA, which is where I'm at now. I've been out here for about four years, um, packed up my car and left a week after graduation and drove out here to pursue post-production. So oh, how cool. Yeah. So it was, it was, an interesting journey to say the least. Yeah. Um, but, you know, through some amazing people and some amazing networks, um, I was able to get a job at um, All Three Media and then uh, Warner Brothers. Oh, okay. And yeah, I worked for, as an assistant for the SVP of Post, Mark Petula. And uh, that was such an awesome experience being on the lot and working with people and being able to, you know, go around on the golf carts and, yeah. and give people tours and stuff like that. And that was something that I'll always cherish. Um, but from, I was like, it's still not what I'm wanting to do. Yeah. So from there, I moved to um, a show for WB and worked as a post-production assistant. Um, and I, I worked for Kathy Frank um, on Manifest and on NBC. Uh, and I did that for two seasons, worked with her on some other pilots in between. And I, it was an experience of a lifetime. I was so 
happy with my team and I had some amazing bosses that I worked under um, and even some editors and some assistant editors allowed me to shadow their work and just kind of like, you know, kind of get a feel for if that's what I wanted to do. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't. And it was just kind of like I hit a dead end. And I was like, the stuff was so cool to me and I wanted to do it, but I'm not doing it. So yeah. what's, what, what's wrong? What am I missing here? Um, and then I started um, getting asked to do temp ADR. Mm. And essentially, um, it's, think, okay, it's audio di dialogue replacement. I'm going to feel really stupid if that's not actually what it stands for. <laughs> but audio dialogue replacement. And so what you do is for when editors and assistant editors are working on their, their you know, projects, mm. Sometimes they need to sub in some temporary audio mm. for an actor, maybe who mumbled or maybe there was an airplane noise or maybe the writers made a different, you know, addition to the script. Yeah. Um, and they had me come in and just record something really quickly and do that. Um, and it picked up and the creator of the show was like, Ariel, I want you and only you to be the main character for this and do all of the other female voices and even do like the young boy voice so cool. because you're the one we can, that, that can do it. Mm. Um, and it's, it was so cool. Um, there was actually um, a part of season one, which was amazing. I got to go to the sound stage and I was just helping my producer. I was mm. just running food, but I happened to be there when they needed a voice for the episode. And there was, no, they were just going to ask my producer to do it. My producer knew that I liked doing voices. Yeah. So she was like, Ariel, can you just go up there and make like, um, like an automated robot type voice for a flight simulator? And I was like, Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'll try. So they gave me, uh, they gave me a, not even a script. They gave me one thing to say, one word, and I had to just repeat it like five times in the same intonation, the same level, and I did it. And they liked it so much, they kept it in the show. And they, so it's like if I think it's season one, episode eleven. I actually got to hear my voice when I watched the back and that awoke something in me, I think, because yeah. I was like, that is so cool. Yeah. Growing up, I never liked my voice and to have people sitting at my office saying, we need you for this because you can do it. Um, that was incredible. So and cool. so yeah. I started doing more things like that, shadowing loop groups and doing more and more ADR, asking to do ADR. Um, and then, you know, February 20, um, was it February 2020? Yeah. Uh, February 2020, I started taking classes outside of work. Uh, okay. Um, taking classes at Real Voice LA. I cannot, like, pitch them enough. But mm -hmm. they, um, they were amazing. And I, I studied under Kirsten Day, who is an amazing uh, voice actor. And... Um, I stepped into the booth for the first time and I, I read the script. I, there was just a, a, basically a simple script for like, here's our intro class. Just go in and see what you can do yeah. with this. And I did. And I was super nervous. Obviously there was a room full of people I didn't know. Um, 
who I felt like were much better than me, more qualified than me, but, you know, having a little bit of that imposter syndrome. And um, I was, I did it and I walked out of the booth and Kirsten looked at the class and looked at me and said, and some people just know how to get in the booth and do it. And I was stunned. I was like, that is the best compliment that I could have gotten, um, not knowing what the heck I was doing. And, um, there was just like that validation. I don't feel like I ever really got with, with anything else, you know? Um, so I just kept doing it. I kept doing classes and I kept, you know, pouring my heart out on the mic. Um, unfortunately, right after that, uh, COVID, (laughs) um, I got laid off, uh, from WB, uh, and, um, you know, all of that was really crazy. Mm. We were one week into a pilot. We wrapped, uh, we uh, prepped and wrapped in one week. It was nuts. Um, and then after that, I was like, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to do with myself now? Yeah. Um, and so I decided that I was going to throw myself into voice acting full time and um, just started taking class after class after class after class at Real Voice. And uh, it was amazing. Yeah. I got to work with some amazing people and, and I've made so many friends and contacts through there. And, um, and so I was just really inspired and I was like, I'm just going to keep doing this. Mm. Uh, and when the time came around WB, like a few months later, when they started to start moving again on shows, they called me and they're like, do you want to, mm. do you want to keep working here? Do you yeah. want us to rehire you? And I was like, all due respect. No. I, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm, I think I found it. I think I found what I want to do. And, um, right now I have the time to do it. Yeah. So, you know, I said goodbye to my manifest crew, um, which was bittersweet. And, um, I just started doing voice acting, setting up my profiles, um, reaching out, taking more classes, doing coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I coached under Kirsten day, um, for probably about a month, month and a half. And I, <laughs> she helped me create this commercial reel, which I've, I, I have uh, linked in my bio and it was the most fun yeah. I've ever had. I got to go in a booth um, with Mike DeLay and as our engineer and he, I say he, but it was a group effort on all three of our parts, like made this amazing uh, demo reel. And I was like, this is this is what I want to do. This is so cool. Um, and uh, yeah, so after that, I was started spreading that commercial demo around and, and doing all these things. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I've been auditioning for gigs online and, you know, it's been hard. It is a hard thing to do. Yeah, I bet. Um, but it is, yeah, that's a long-winded way of saying that uh, – Sometimes things just line up mm-hmm. and happen, and I never expected to be in voice acting. But um, again, like I said earlier, like I never really liked my voice until um, I don't know something happened, something switched, and I think it was like people telling me, you know, people saying you have a lovely voice, you have a voice that can do many different things. So why not explore that? And so now, for the first time in my life, I. I love my voice and I love that aspect about me. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm excited to keep working on it. That's so cool. Wow. <laughs> and, and 
and tell me how you usually prepare to start uh, voice acting. I mean, do you have like a like a go-to meal, or do you listen to some music, or how do you usually prepare? So it really depends. Um, it really depends on where I'm at, what I'm doing. Mm. Um, if I'm here not doing anything, I'll take my time. Like if it's not a rush for yeah. an audition or anything, um, I will, you know, I try to make sure I drink tea. Like anybody you talk to that does anything with their voice will say like tea with honey, tea with honey. Yeah. yeah um, too hot. True. That's, true. that's true. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I'm love tea. I have a drawer just for tea. Um, so I would say that um, any herbal teas are really good. Um, I try to avoid caffeine. Obviously, caffeine's not super great for you anyway, but, like, for your throat, it can yeah. dry out your voice. Um, I'm personally really bad at drinking water. <laughs> I know that sounds dumb, but, like, consistently drinking water, I'm not so good at it. Yeah. So, I tend, like, I've recently gotten back into it being like, okay, I have my water bottle here. I'm going <laughs> to fill this up as, like, certain amount of times per day. I'm going to write down when I have the water. Because if I don't write down how much water I have, then I, then I won't, you know what I mean? Like I can't track yeah. it. Um, but yeah, tea, water. Um, I learned a lot of cool vocal warmups from Kirsten. Um, she, she kind of, it, it looks really silly, mm. but you know, massaging your jaw, opening your jaw, making really loud noises yeah. and bringing it woo, all the way up and then all the way down, you know, getting that full range of your register that's super important because sometimes I'll walk into the booth, completely forget to completely forget to warm up, not drink enough water. My lips are smacking and my voice is hoarse and I'll start talking and then it'll just like squeak out. And it's like, okay, it's just like somebody who doesn't tune their instrument mm. and then goes on stage and they immediately realize they've made a mistake. Yeah. Um, I think, I think I take that for granted sometimes. Right. Cause sometimes I'll just, you know, walk in it. Cause my, my booth is a closet in my room. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, you know, you don't think about it. You don't think about it being like a stage or like an actual studio, right. Or like a booth. Yeah. Um, but you have to treat it like that. And I'm really bad about it. So, the, you know, talking from the pedestal. Um, but I think that it's really important for, you know, for me specifically when I'm going to do an audition, you know, you want to put your best foot forward. Yeah, you want to give you best, you know, the best, tuning that you can in yeah. your instrument. Um, but as far as like um, other things, like when I'm not doing auditions, if I'm just doing, uh, you know, stuff for my Instagram, mm. like, like the little videos and pictures and stuff, I'll, um, I'll listen to music. I, I'm a, I love, <laughs> you know, I have the Spotify premium. So I'm just like constantly blasting music all yeah. around the house. Like, <laughs> um, but like, I'll, I'll like, listen to my pop playlist and just get really pumped up. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's something that I'm proud of. My voice is something that I'm proud of and it's not, I mean, you can just get in a booth and do it Yeah. and sometimes it works, mm. but other times it doesn't. Um, and you can really get in your head about that. Yeah. But for the most part, I think I don't really have a set routine. It's just more of like, what does my body need in that mm -hmm, moment? Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. And and when you finish, like after a long day of voice acting, 
uh, what uh, what do you usually do? Like, do you not talk at all for the rest of the day? Or <laughs> I try to. Um, as you can probably tell, I'm pretty extroverted, pretty bubbly. I like to talk. Yeah, that's, um, that's perfect. That's perfect. So it's hard. It's hard to, but you need, like, I personally, like, if I'm doing a lot of, um, like, coaching or my classes or if I'm doing gigs all day, like, I will try to go on vocal rest for, like, a full day. Yeah. Obviously, like, I live with my boyfriend. I want to talk to him. Like, <laughs> he's here. But, like, you know, for the most part, I, I try to, like, not talk as much as I can mm. because your your body needs to rest. Yeah. Um, And anybody who does voice acting will tell you that you get more worn out than you think you would like in that. in after doing something like that, especially if you're doing video games, like screaming, doing a lot of yeah. efforts like that, that stuff wrecks your voice. Um, so you need to just relax and, you know, take that time. You take need to rest. Easy. It's just like putting, like taking a nap after like a hard labor. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're just like, Your 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 voice needs to rest. Your vocal cords need to rest. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they're just going to keep hitting each other. Because that's what they're doing yeah. when you talk. They're hitting each other. Um, and after a long day of that, they're tired. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I would say vocal rest for a day if I can do it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it did happen to me once. Uh, I'm also I'm also a DJ. So one time I play in this in this uh, in this festival, and I was screaming because I was super excited. So I was literally yeah. screaming. I mean, and and the sound engineer people were telling me, "Dude, there's a microphone here." And I was like, "I don't need it. I'm just gonna scream." They were like, "Okay." So I was just screaming and screaming like for like for yeah. like for an hour, you know. And then at the end, like. An hour later, I was like speaking normally, and then and then I grabbed I, I grabbed something to eat, and then I was you know drinking a couple of drinks, and then I probably didn't spoke for like half an hour, and then when I yeah. when I started speaking, my voice was was sounding horrible. My, my voice was yeah. like yeah. you know like super super yeah. yeah yeah like a friend of mine was like dude you sound you sound like the Godfather, and I was like okay that, that's pretty <laughs> epic, but it hurts so yeah so yeah I had to I, I had to went. I had to drive back home because I was like, I can't, I can't talk. Yes, so, yeah. yeah. It was horrible because it, it's that, rough. that pain lasted for, uh, I think for like a day. And I, and I, I just didn't, I just didn't spoke at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's just complete vocal rest. Like yeah. I remember the days leading up to my commercial demo, my coach, Gerson, she was like, don't talk for the next <laughs> few days. Don't talk. If you have to only talk when you have to, um, And I was telling my parents about it. And my parents, who are super supportive, but, like, not totally sure what's going on, they were yeah. like, you sure you can't talk? Are you sure? Because <laughs> they called me and stuff. And I was like, look, I'll text you, but I can't talk for the next two days. Not yeah. And then, you know, the demo went great. So, I mean, there's something to that. There's something to resting. Yeah, of course. Of course. And and tell me, what do you like the most about voice acting? Oh, God. Um Getting to be different people yeah. by just using your voice. I mean, that's not something I ever thought about doing, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and like when you hear people like, um, like, like in all these uh, video games and TV shows where they'll be talking, like for instance, um, I know, um, what's her name? Kristen Shaw, like Tina, uh, not Tina, uh, Louise Belcher from Bob's Burgers. 
Are you familiar with that character yeah. at all? No, no. Well, she has the type of voice mm. where if she talks to you, you hear Louise or you hear the other character. She She's not really putting it on so much. Yeah. Um, but then you can hear other people and their voices are completely different when they're talking naturally versus when they're playing a character. Yeah. And that baffles me. Like, it just is like, that is, you close your eyes and you see other people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's, that's awesome. That's amazing. That's not something like anybody, not, not anybody. Like I know that on camera acting has its own, like, it's really, really hard to do and be convincing. But when, with voice acting, you can, you have to be convincing when they can't see you. Mm-hmm. When they, when you only have your voice and you have to do little inflections and, and you have to convey, probably the hardest part is conveying emotion mm-hmm. through that. Um, learning, you know, acting growing up, I knew how to convey a certain emotion to make someone feel something. Yeah. But when I had to learn it through voice acting, completely different. It's completely different. You're not having to use your facial expressions to do it, right? Mm-hmm. You have to to make certain changes in your voice, voice minute yeah. changes in your voice to make somebody feel something. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Plus you can wear comfortable clothes. Yeah. Right. Plus <laughs> no one's like, well, I mean like if you go into like a nice fancy studio, you might want to look nice, but that's the other cool thing about like, um, working from home. Right. Is mm. that when you send in auditions, they don't know what you look like unless yeah. they go and search you up. They don't know. And, and most of the time they don't care. So, cause the, it, it's about your voice. It's yeah, not about exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the other day I, I had this interview with, um, with Aaron, uh, Aaron LaPlante. He's the, he's the Duke for resident evil eight. And when he started Very like, cool. like out of the blue, he started to make, like the voice of the Duke. And, and when I, while I was editing the video and looking at it, you can see my face going glow, like, like, Oh my God. You know, like from, yeah. because he was like doing it and, 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 and his voice is, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, totally different, but it was so amazing. That experience. I was like, that's so cool. Because as you said, yeah. I mean, you can close your eyes and instantly you, you, you get the feeling that, right. that, uh, that, that you're hearing that character. So yeah, I agree that the fact that you can portray some, uh, someone else, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's fun. It's yeah. a it's fun industry. Yeah, absolutely. And tell me, so, so you're taking classes. So what are some of the things that they will teach you when you're learning voice acting? So a big part of it is, let me think, let me think about the key ones. The key ones is first of all, bring yourself to the table, bring your voice to the table, which is actually funny because you think that, you know, like, Oh, we need you to do this voice. You need you to do this voice. And while that's true, there's going to be like specific specs Mm. for what you need to do. Your voice is unique to you. It is like people can do impressions of other people and that's fine, but your voice is unique to you. So funny enough, like that's one of the biggest things that I've learned Mm. is, is taking my voice and then just tweaking it like a little bit yeah. to make, make those changes that need to be made. And, um, yeah, I, that's probably the biggest thing. And then the other thing is, um, being comfortable, mm. um, when you're delivering, which is, is funny because, you know, booths, especially at home booths, like, like mine, they're not super comfortable, <laughs> but, but you, you know, like 
wearing loose fitting clothes, um, being like making sure you're having water, you know, when you're not recording, opening the door, getting air conditioning and being comfortable is super important because if you are tense and you are stressed, I've done this before where I'm just like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to like get these out really quickly and and be done with it. And I listen to the recordings and I don't like it because I can tell that I'm stressed, <laughs> like how you can convey emotions yeah. um, like sadness or happiness or excitement. You can also convey the fact that you're really stressed mm-hmm. um, and, and, and worried. Um, so, you know, taking that extra second to like calm down and, and be in your character. That's, and that kind of leads into the next thing that I've learned. And I'm working with um, an awesome voice coach right now, uh, Barbara Niles, and she reminds me every time. No, and every I think every coach, every teacher that I've had mm. has told me this in some capacity. Is like you need to have a story going okay. in. So it doesn't matter if it's for a Taco Bell commercial or a hospital commercial or you know anything else. You create a story mm. that you can follow through with. Um. So like, say, for example, I, I, on my demo reel, I have, I think it's like a Taco Bell commercial and I read through it the first time and I was like, okay, I kind of get this. Like I'm, I'm at Taco Bell. I'm ordering their, you know, three Taco Supremes or something. And my coach was like, that's great, but we need you to make a story out of it so we can believe you. Um, and so I, so I was like, oh, well, I had this friend that, you know, when we'd go out to bars and, you know, have a really good night and get drunk, we'd always get, you know, Taco Bell mm. or McDonald's, depending on the night. But uh, we'd always get super hungry after we come back home, right? Yeah. So we just go through the drive-thru and, and sometimes get our Uber driver to, like, go through the drive-thru and just order, like, an insane amount of food for no reason. <laughs> um but like I told her that story and she was like, okay, you're there with your friends. Like give me the line. Mm. And I talked like I would be talking to them and it sold her on it. And she was like, that is, that's what you need to do for every single script. Um, any, any copy that you get, you need to know what your story is going in. Um, and I had a, Oh, what was it recently last week? had a, I think it was a hospital copy. I think it was like St. Jude's that my coach gave me. And she was like, okay, what's your story? And we came up with a story of how, you know, I'm walking out of the hospital Mm. and feeling relief after this long period of time. And it was moving. It was, it, it really was. I was surprised at what came out of my mouth because I was like, that is completely different than the the you know, the young bubbly like yeah. vocal fry that I usually do it was <sighs> I'm okay. Like it was very much like it was very like a calm um nurturing almost. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think no matter what it is, no matter how silly it is, I come up, my coach says, I come up with the craziest stories for the most simple, <laughs> sort of like the simplest of spots. And she loves it. She loves it because it's like, use that. Because if you decide, you decide your story, because if you believe it, then you will give a believing read, hmm. um, a believable read. Um, yeah. So I think that that's the big thing, being comfortable, you know, 
knowing your voice, knowing yeah. your story. Um, and there's a lot of other things, but those are probably the biggest things that I've heard repeatedly. Wow. And tell me, if you could do the voiceover for a movie, TV show, or video game, which one you will choose? Like right now. Okay, so obviously I would, you know, I would love to have my voice on television. But I'm a sucker for video games. I love playing video games. Okay. And I would love to just have my voice as like some sort of like femme fatale character or, you know, some some like just badass character on a, like a, a video game that I would play. Um, like, you know, like the Resident Evils or <laughs> I've been playing through Skyrim so much. Yeah. I played like hours today um i would love to just be like a jarl or like some sort of witch on skyrim that would be fun um so yeah i think i think some sort of like action video game that would be really cool yeah that would be cool now what i'm seeing here uh oh aaron is aaron just tuned in hi aaron he's uh he's the hi. one he's the one that plays as the dirk he's a super awesome talented cool. actor make sure that everyone who's watching watch the interview uh on Spotify, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, moving on. Uh, that's really cool. That's really cool. So, so for Skyrim, that would be great. That would be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah and since you said Aaron, right? Yeah. So, like the Resident Evils, like those characters, that would be dope. Like that's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, I would love to do like an action or a horror horror movie game, a video game. That yeah, would yeah, that would be yeah, that would be epic. Let's make it. Yeah. Let's make a hashtag right now. <laughs> Let's make a hashtag like like Ariel. No, we would put hashtag Capcom include Ariel for the next Resident Evil or something like that. Perfect, for, I or love for, it. Or for the next Skyrim <laughs> or for or for something like that. And, and, Zelda, please. And, you know, it's so it's so interesting because back in the day, like video games, yeah, they will have the characters, uh, characters of course, and everything. But you can tell that that the company who was making them they didn't like put much effort on it you know like yeah. uh like like most of the voices from the old from the from like the old games they were right. like they super generic them. you know like yeah. super like like you were thinking nobody will talk like that in the middle of a situation like that i right. think exactly. for example i think like one of the voice acting that pretty much that for me at least when i was kid when i was a kid at, at the that really amazed uh, amazed me was for this video game called Conquer Bad for Day. Okay. For the Nintendo 64, I mean, like he was like the acting. Yeah, it was funny because he was like this squirrel, but he was cursing and 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 be <laughs> like uh, and kind of be funny and having like expressions and everything. So that was really cool. And now, like from this type of games that we have, like Tomb Raider, Horizon Zero Dawn, Resident Evil, uh, Cyberpunk, like all of those video games, you can tell now that they're including like like uh, a more professional uh voice acting and yeah. it's amazing because now because now you can you can actually uh and also that including the fact that they include uh that they include voice acting and motion capture at the same time so you can see like the movements and everything i i think that yeah. that is one of the amazing things of the of technology these days right that we have like this epic character that they move real not like back in the day and uh yeah Yeah, my my boyfriend and I just finished playing um, Man of Medan. Mm. It's uh, that from that anthology, and um, I love what they do with their motion capture, where they have the actors like the characters' actual faces. Yeah, like that is probably 
the dream is to be on a like a video game that also has my face somehow yeah, that would be cool. you know yeah. <laughs> you know made in that that would be i think that's probably the that's the cherry on top <laughs> yeah, <laughs> myself be, actually in the game too that would be cool or also or 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 also like if they're using like uh because i've I've been also seeing that they will use somebody else and then for the face and for the, you know, for like the model, let's say, and they will use the voice. And I've been, and I've been checking interviews that even though the actors who play a totally different person, some people would say, oh, that's you, you know, like, like, right. like they instantly kind of, uh, kind of uh, uh, relate to them. Like, yeah, that, to that totally looks like you, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like in some, like in some characters, I've realized, I, I mean, I, I saw like in some interviews that 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 they will say that, which is which is pretty uh pretty uh, interesting. Right, so they're almost like changing their voice, almost they're like matching mm. the voice to the face, kind of. Yeah. Like enough for it to be believable. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's really it's really awesome that that the that the gaming that the gaming industry is now like like including more actors into this uh, into this yeah. kind of video game, which back in the day uh, didn't. So that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, and for a movie, which one you would choose? For a movie, I mean, I again, like, I'm, I am <laughs> big into like the Marvel movies. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so doing something that, like, um, you know, doing something silly like Rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, like yeah, you know what totally. I mean, like that type yeah, of like that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, like that would be so much fun. That would be that really would be cool. Really cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. Like, like uh, did did you watch? Uh, uh, there's a video on YouTube of Bradley Cooper making like the sounds and the voices from Rocket, <laughs> and they're recording him while they're making yeah. that. That's so fun. Yeah, and it's so funny when I first watched like the first Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. I had no idea that was Bradley Cooper. None. And and I was like, the Bradley Cooper I know doesn't, like, I, and maybe yeah. it's just me, but it doesn't sound like him yeah. to me. They do, he does something specifically, like, something special for that character. Mm -hmm. And it works perfectly. But, like, if he were to talk like that in any other situation, I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, that's not Bradley Cooper. Uh, I don't know who that is. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, that. that is, yeah, that, I think that type of character would be really, really fun. Um, to be in, you know, a live action movie, but be a character mm -hmm, kind of mm -hmm. thing, that would be really dope. Um, and then for like TV shows, I, I would love to be in like Bob's Burgers. That's <laughs> one of my favorite, <laughs> it's like my favorite, like animated yeah. show. Um, it's so funny. And the characters are so, I, to be drawn into that world would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. I, I also saw one uh one time this uh uh did did you watch I mean have you ever watched the show uh, Rick and Morty? Yeah. Okay. So I was so mm -hmm. the other day I was watching how the voice actor for Rick how was how he was how he was doing like the whole uh, voice acting and everything. Yeah. And it's funny because at some point uh on on that video it uh it, it was showing that he was actually getting drunk. While he was making the voices, yeah. like he was really getting drunk, and at some point, yeah. like all the producer was like, "You know what? 
you can't drink. And he was just cursing at them and, and everything. Yeah. And, and everyone loved it. So, and you can tell, like, when you are, when you're, like, watching the show and you're like, that's, that's really epic because, yeah, he was really drunk. So, he's really drunk. Yeah. Some people really take to their characters. Like, I would not personally recommend to anybody yeah. to, like, actively get, because you know, like, actively get drunk. And some, and some, like, um, especially for like stuff like animation and video games, those recording sessions can be like hours long. Right. Yeah. And so to like, make sure you're at that level, but do it every time you come into the studio. I really feel like that's probably a bad habit. Like it works for Justin Roiland. <laughs> it works for him. So I'm sure he's just like, yeah, that I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, that's really um, cool. that, that's but cool. like, it's very, that is again, like a very specific type of character mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. everybody knows rick everybody knows rick and marty like even if you don't watch the show you know that character yeah um so yeah i can't i can't believe he does that to his voice every single time but it delivers right it, and, and amazing whatever it, works. yeah 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 it, yeah it really or for example uh this guy uh Is it Seth MacFarlane, the one from Family yeah, Guy? Yeah, yeah. He made like a lot of like most of the characters he he make them. That's really cool. Yeah, from from Peter That's to cool. Quagmire to everything. That's really cool. Right. Yeah, and I think um, from Rick and Morty, doesn't Justin Roiland also do Morty? Yeah, he do yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. The he fact does. that he can do both of them like interchangeably, and they have such that dialogue back and forth, like. I know he, he's got to record all of Rick's and then all of Morty's, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure he can't bounce back and forth. I mean, maybe he can. That I don't know. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be really tiring. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, moving on to your yeah. uh, Instagram page, tell me which post it's the one that you like the most uh, and, what's sure. the and what's the backstory for that one? So I was looking through my Instagram, and I, you know, I have a, a few favorites, but as far as the voice acting is concerned i i really like the one where i'm in the jacket mm -hmm. and it's kind of like this faded blue and i have all the crazy makeup on with like yeah it was like the great the great blazer um that one is probably my favorite because i did something that i never do and i went completely out of the box um like both in my my voice and my looks yeah um i don't ever you know i post like you know nice pretty stuff on instagram but i never do like super kooky mm. um and i decided one day i was like you know what i want to do this kind of like series like this little mini series about like just taking some random copy editing it together you know and then pairing it with some sort of look And this, um, this one I was really excited about. I wanted to make it kind of like, um, like dystopian, mm. like futuristic dystopian. Yeah. I kind of imagine again, making this story, right. Imagine this lady in like, um, if you think of like the hunger games, like the people on top, the people, the vit, like the corporate people. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, and I just had this image in my head that she had this like pink and blue makeup, And kind of like this gray outline. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. I have that image in my head. Now I need to make the voice to match it. I need to make the makeup to match yeah. it. I need to, you know, pull the outfit together. Um, and I was just, I, that, I have taken some months off 
for life reasons. And doing that helped me feel like this is fun. Like sometimes you forget like why you get into doing things. Yeah. And that helped me kind of jump, like, you know, kicked me a little bit and was like, I love this. This is fun. This is a good time. Like I get to just make silly voices. Cool. Like I'm just going to keep working until I can do that full time. Yeah, of course. Of course. And, and tell me what kind of content are we going to see uh, on, in your Instagram page, like in the future? So I want to keep doing what I've been doing. I, I've, again, taken a little bit of a break um, for various reasons. But, yeah. you know, getting back into it, I want to do some more um, kind of more creative choices as far as voices are concerned. Um, maybe matching up the outfits to it, too, because I always mm. eh, that's just fun. Yeah. Um, I'm not a makeup artist or anything. or <laughs> I can't do much with my hair, but I can, you know throw together a cute little look for, yeah, do it for fun. you know, some, yeah. some sort of character. Yeah. Um, and that probably satisfies the theater kid in me too. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to continue that series. I want to make sure that I'm kind of showing people that come to my page, um, the different categories of voices yeah. I can do. Mm. Um, I can do little kid voices. I can do teenager voices. I can do little boy voices. Um, I can do mature older woman voices. Mm. You know, I can do all of these things. It's just a matter of like, you know, doing them. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and, you know, getting that out for people. Mm. So I'll, over the next few months, I'm going to try and do some more, um, you know, in my free time and, and just have fun with it. And yeah, just put exactly. some you know, fun. fun posts out that people can listen to. And yeah. if they like me, you know, go to my website, <laughs> you know, book me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, you know, if they don't, they don't. Whatever. I'm having fun with it. So Yeah, that's the important thing to have, to <laughs> actually enjoying it, right? Because sometimes if you're doing something without that you hate or that you don't enjoy, I mean, pretty right. much your, your results and, yeah, your results are going to stuck and you will not want to uh, continue growing or something. You're going to be like, I don't care. I just want right. the money, in, you know. So that's really cool yeah. that the fact that you are doing it for fun, but also is your, is your passion. So that's really right. cool. Thank you. Now, tell me, what do you like the most about making content? So for Instagram, you mean like specifically for Instagram? or Yeah, just yeah for Instagram, uh, yeah. Both. Okay. Let's go for both. Yeah, so I specifically, you know, like I think it started like, anybody else's Instagram page. Like I started because I wanted to, I had another, I had another Instagram account, but it was, you know, it was like, you know, about family stuff and friends and moving. And, and once I was here and I was here for about a year, I was like, I kind of want to move away from that and make Mm it, I don't know, make it more, not, not artsy. That's not the word. (laughs) That's not what I'm trying to say, but more like professional almost. Like, it would kind of encapsulate who I want to be. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it had a rocky start. I was just kind of, like, posting things just for the sake of posting them. Um, but over the last year, and then I kind of just stopped. and just kind of, like, died off because I was tired of it. I felt like it was fake. I felt like I didn't, yeah. wasn't putting out any content that I actually enjoyed. I was just doing it to try and get more followers. I mean, like, and everyone falls into that trap. Everybody who's on, like, who wants to do stuff for Instagram. Um but, you know, I was like, this isn't me. This isn't, this isn't 
me being true to who I am. So I stopped caring about getting followers and I just started posting things that I liked. Um, I just started posting like, I was like, I look good today. I'm going to post a picture of that. Or I went to this really cool thing with my boyfriend. I'm going to post a picture of us. And that's just kind of how it, that's how it started going. And then I started getting more engagement and like, I was like, yeah, I could continue down that path and worry about the followers again. Or I could just keep posting things that I want to post. Because yeah. um, you know there's like a whole – I have a I have a friend who took, you know, like Instagram classes and was really, really good at photo editing and like color schemes and aesthetic and Instagram aesthetic. And she, she blew up. And she, she had like thousands and thousands of followers. Mm-hmm. But it's also regarding her passion, which at the time was fashion. Yeah. So like I – was like, wow, that's really cool that she did that, you know, twinge of jealousy, right? <laughs> but also, that's who she is. That's, mm. that, that works for her. And I realized that that wasn't working for me. Yeah. Um, and so once I started posting stuff about my, my, my job and, and, and going into voice acting and, you know, talking about mental health, I do that a lot too. And it's like people started responding to that. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I – don't care about that anymore. I don't care about, you know, posting necessarily for engagement. I, I mean, of course, everybody likes validation. Yeah. Um, but I just like posting the things that make me happy, you know, yeah, posting things that are like, yeah, I went to a costume party and I was really proud of my costume. Like here it is. <laughs> like, or I made, I did this really funny, um, TikTok voice over challenge. I want to share that. Like that's, that's, yeah, that's what I have started doing in the past year. And I have fallen back in love with it. Um, And like I said earlier, I've been taking some breaks um, just, you know, for various reasons. And I am, whenever I get back into Instagram, I get excited again, right? Instagram or TikTok or whatever I'm doing. I'm like, I have these bursts of energy, right? Where I'm like, I'll post every day for a week and then I won't post for another month. And, um, you know, I could stress myself out about like posting regularly and, you know, commenting and engaging and stuff like that. But that's not where I choose to put my energy. If I'm going to put my energy into voice acting, I'll do it on, you know, I'll do it on TikTok and then share it on Instagram when I feel like it, or I'll share it on my Facebook page. Um, so yeah, I think that the short answer is I, I like to post the things that, you know, give me a burst of dopamine that make me happy, you know? Um, and if other people enjoy that too, great. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that, that you need to, yeah, like you need to be you and eventually you will, and eventually the right audience is going to find you. Exactly. You know? I mean, if, if you yeah. play something, uh, somebody else, or if you do something, as you said, for like the followers or everything, you're not going to enjoy it at all. And you're going to be, no. uh, uh, yeah, you're going to fu- frustrate a lot because if you yeah. lose even one, you're going to be like, what is going on? You know? So, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I do believe, I, I do believe that too, that, uh, that you need, you need to just be you to, Put the things you like, and eventually the right audience is going to find you. Right. Right? Now, um, if you could describe your career at the moment using five uh, five words, which ones you will use? So, 
describing my career. Um, At the moment, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. Um, in college, I had this song that I would listen to repeatedly. Okay. Just all the time. And it was Masterpiece by Jessie J. And um, it's, you know, it's all about her being like, I haven't reached my best yet. I'm, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep climbing this mountain. And I'm going to do the best that I can. But my best is not my is my best is my best right now yeah. it's not my ultimate masterpiece is not my ultimate best so i would say that you know my career right now is um yeah still working on my masterpiece i would say that um that is it's five right I'm still working on my masterpiece yes um and that's what i mean by that is over the past year and I've talked about this a little bit on my Instagram, my content. Yeah. You're, especially with COVID, and I know that COVID has kind of been, you know, like a, a coming together of everyone, right? We're all having this shared experience. Yeah. Your mental health and your physical health, right, are equally important. Mm. They're equally important. Yeah. And this past year, myself you know, included in this, we've all had a hard time. Um, and you know, when you sit in a room for a year, right. Not being able to go out and travel, not being able to go do the things you knew. Like I, I myself was laid, laid off, like not being able to go to work and losing that routine. Yeah. It's so hard for you to do the things that you, you want to do. Mm. Um, especially if you're neurodivergent or you have mental health issues, like it is extremely difficult to get out of bed and work on your passions, Yeah. let alone your chores. You know what I mean? Um, so I've been like, more often than not, I feel like I'm not doing enough. No. I'm not, I'm not getting enough done. I'm not doing enough content. I'm not doing enough gigs. I'm, you know, and I could do that every single day. But what I'm realizing now is that um, there's there's literally no pressure happening except for that on myself. Yeah. No one's pushing me. I'm pushing myself. Um, and, you know, still working on my masterpiece. I am not at a point, like I'm doing the best that I can right now. I am doing my best today. And tomorrow, my best will look different. And next mm. year, my best will look different. Yeah. And eventually, you know, I, you will get to a point, everyone gets to a point in their life where, like, this is it. This is the peak. This is the best I've ever done. Yeah. But that doesn't ever mean it's stopped. Like, you can always do more. You can always do better. But just be okay with, like, the best in the mm -hmm. present. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's that's probably how I would describe my career right now <laughs> that's very deep by the way in other words a work in progress <laughs> yeah, no but it's really cool and i do agree yeah i do agree also that the whole um that the whole pandemic uh i mean besides covid of course like one of the things that also caused was this huge of mental of mental uh, uh issues yeah because whenever you got whenever you got the chance to go to work or to go outside you will leave all of your problems behind so you can do other activities right. and then when you got free or, or or whenever you were like without doing yeah like yeah like uh like relaxing let's say like all of those bad things will eventually come 
But now, since all, since all of us, we will have to stay inside, then, I mean, personally for me, one of the things that I discover is that now that you can't go anywhere, the best thing you can do is to face them, you know, and to yeah. find a way to, and a find a way to proper solve them one by one at a time and to be, yeah. and to be, to be set that, uh, I mean, to be um, kind of not prepared, but just to be mentally uh prepare to go just one step at a time you know because right. er, because er, everyone of course will have like our our uh mental uh issues here and there of course uh or or even our bad days or or or, or whatever but uh but yeah. i but i do think that if you take like one step at a time you will not feel stressed because i mean everyone loves changes Like that, right? Like super fast. <laughs> yeah, right? of course. Like I want to be all jacked up and voila, like the next morning you're like that. But no, I mean you have yeah. to put the work on it. But uh, but yeah, I do, I do agree that COVID uh, did. Well, like one of the things COVID did was that to uh, to make people face their own problems every single time, right? And you yeah. can tell also by like the other day I was reading that. Like a lot of divorces happened during COVID, but like a lot of them, like totally yeah. a lot of them, and and that's understandable. But uh, but at the same time, I mean, I think that you need to, uh, I mean, it, it's not easy, of course, but yeah, COVID at the end did that. So yeah, and like the communication with yourself, the communication with other people. Yeah. Like I am an extrovert. I love people. I recharge with people, but. COVID, the, the whole pandemic, mm. I was sitting in a room the majority of the time. Yeah. And, like, that starved me in ways I had never felt before. And now it's it's made me more anxious around people. Like, I'm still, I'm still like, able to recharge around people, but I find I get way more tired. Yeah. Like, like in social situations, like, I get, like... I want to go home. And I never <laughs> used to be like that. I yeah, never I know used what to you be mean. like that. Yeah. But you get so used to it and your brain rewires. Yeah. And this past year, we've all taught ourselves, you know, indirectly, of course, that we are alone. We need to be alone. Right. And um, I think what we're learning out of all of that is we have to be around people. Like yeah. to some degree, we get some sort of, you know, gratification from being around other people. And it's not just extroverts either. It's, you know, like my, my boyfriend's an introvert and he was feeling starved and he was like, this is, you know, this is so, it's so draining yeah. to do nothing is so draining. And you wouldn't think that, but it's true. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, that is something that is, thankfully being talked about more like mental health is being talked about more. And I'm, I'm seeing, you know, commercials for therapy and counseling. Yeah. Never saw that before. Yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and that is, I, you know, I have more and more friends like going to therapy and I myself have a therapist and like, it's so important to make sure like you get your mental checkups as much as you get your physical checkups, if mm -hmm. not more often. Um, you know, and so I think that, You know, if anything was to come out of such a horrible year for everybody, um, you know, having that conversation open back up, it's, I mean, your mental health permeates everything, Yeah. whether you want it to or not, right? Though, like you said, those thoughts 
when you have a moment alone, that's when those thoughts come back. Yeah, yeah, they, and yeah, they will pretty much hunt you. So you need to. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I do. I like. And another thing, I mean, if you live, if you live with some, if you live with with someone else, and you and having whenever you were having a bad day, and then like it's not your like it's not the other person's fault if you're having a bad day. So there's right. no reason to kind of. Uh, explode in front of that person you know what yeah. i mean so so that is right. that is like that is like one of the things that i that i that i saw on people that they were doing uh like like having roommates or even couples that they will just be the, like super stressed about the whole thing but there's ways to handle that there is yeah, yeah like the proper way to to not to not create like a like a even a worse a worse uh, moment since you're pretty much both inside you know what i mean so yeah yeah and i think that you know i moved in with my boyfriend february so mm. tail end of the pandemic um but you know we we found a place that thankfully um has two bedrooms mm. two bathrooms so like although we have like the master bedroom right he was able to work in the other bedroom and like you know, as much as we love being around each other, we both recharge in different ways and we yeah. need to have that space sometimes like everybody else does. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but he was working from home up until very recently. And so, you know, like him being able to have that space was important to him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, now that he's back at work, it's just me, <laughs> you know, like, but um, yeah, I think that, you know, having that communication and um, hopefully in the, in the years to come, right. We will be able to continue having an open conversation about it and not completely shut down that conversation. Um, It's, you know, it's changed a lot of things about how people see the world and Mm. see themselves too, which, you know, is important as hard as it is. It is important. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That was very deep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i love those types of conversations so sorry i didn't warn you that that was good <laughs> no i do like them too because because like like once like once everything it's done everything i tend to so for for like for all the interviews i had at the moment uh like every night before i go to bed i tend to think about it like like how the interview what like how the interview went uh like some of the some of the things they uh some of the things they said and sometimes when the interview goes deep i will be thinking about it like oh, it is true actually you know what i mean like yeah I will, it's kind of like, 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 like marinating yeah. yeah yeah absolutely sure. so yeah that's but that's nice i mean i do i do get it i do like also like those deep talks absolutely so yeah that's really cool now Going to a more uh, of a happy place. Uh, yeah. Could you recommend the movie or a TV show? Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> so let's see. Um, currently, I'm watching Search Party on HBO. Okay. I really love that. My boyfriend got me into it. Um, it's super fun. I, I'm big on like murder mysteries yeah. and um, thrillers and that kind of thing. Um, so I, <laughs> we're watching Search Party and, and they're only like 20 minutes. I think it's like a half hour comedy, um, but it's dark. It's like, it's like weird and twisted, even yeah. though it's a comedy. Um, I would really recommend that one. That one's a fun one. Um, 
One, another one we really liked, I think it was called, oh gosh, where was it? I want to say it was on Amazon Prime. I'll have to look. Um, but it was called The Stranger, I think. That's another murder mystery. Um, fantastic. Really well done. I like things that I have to guess or, like, figure yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but other than that, um, we've also been watching Succession. That is fabulous. Like, it's very gritty. Um, and we just finished um, – I was really behind on this, but we just finished the second season of Big Little Lies. Yeah. Finally got around to it. Also amazing. Very gritty. Um, yeah. And, oh, probably the last one I'll say is one of my favorites of all time. Um, and I see my best friend is was just on here. I don't know if he still is, but um, we both love uh, BoJack Horseman. Oh, uh, yeah. I know that one. Yeah, yeah. That one, that'll wreck you, but it's so, so, so well done. Yeah. Um, you know, we started watching it and it was like, oh, animated comedy? Sure. No. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's it's so spectacular. Cool. Cool. And any advice that you could give to someone who starts uh, following their dreams? Um, this is going to get a little deep again. Here we go. So, you know. Here we go. I'm going to share with you something my voice coach, Barbara Niles, um, shared with me. I think it was last week, last yeah. session. Of that. I was telling her that I, you know, she was asking me about gigs and I said, I'm going to be honest with you, Barbara. Like I haven't been auditioning. I haven't been, I haven't been auditioning and I haven't been doing gigs as, as, as I should be doing. Um, I'm tired. I'm burned out on life. I feel like I'm just, you know, I feel guilty about it. I feel guilty that I'm not doing what I feel like I should be doing. Right. And she looked at me and she said, no, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, no one's putting that pressure on you, but you, Yeah. there is no timeline. And she said, we are not on this earth to do voice acting. We are not on this earth to do writing or directing or whatever it is that you're doing. We love those things and we are passionate about those things, but we aren't letting anyone down by taking time for yourself. Yeah. Um, and she said, the thing that really stayed with me about it is she said, you love voice acting. That's not going to change. So when you are ready to come back to it, mm. it'll be there for you. It's not going to go away. Um, and that's probably something I would really encourage other people is that stop rehashing this internalized guilt of that you have to be productive to have value because you don't. You inherently have value as a person. Yeah. Being alive, you have value. Mm -hmm. um, now, where you put your energy, that's up to you. It really is. But if you decide to, you know, for a day, a week, a month, put that energy into yourself and not towards the pa your passion, yeah. okay. There's not a timeline, essentially, is what I'm saying. Is And that's something that's really hard for me. As, you know, a kid who was called gifted, you know, growing up yeah. and, like, making the grades that I needed to and getting into the good college that I needed to. Yeah. You know, that stuff is all good, but it burns you out. 
And when you get to this point in life where you're ready to start following your dreams, do it, but do it at your pace. You're literally following your dreams so you can end up doing what you want. Yeah. Why, why are you making yourself miserable in the process? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's no timeline. There's literally no timeline. And if anyone says that there is, they're lying to you (laughs) because your life is your life and you, you have value no matter what you're doing with it. Yeah, absolutely. And plus I think that you, that if you put pressure on you and you want to go fast, you will not enjoy all those moments that are going to take, that will take you eventually to what you, to want you, yeah, to what you want. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. That's that's also very deep. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that pretty much got me thinking. I mean, <laughs> it got me thinking because it's 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 um it's interesting because um I mean of course all of us here and there. I mean, me personally, I I w- I do have like sometimes this pressure moments in which I'm like, okay, I uh, yeah. so I got this interview for this day and this one for this day and this one for another day and this one for another day. I need to put this 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 and Uh, sometimes I will tend to be like, like, like quicker, but yeah. then what, what, what ended up happening is that when I finish, I discover and I'm like, no, I don't like it. So I need to restart yeah. again. But when I restart again, I, I'm like more calm and be like, okay, let's chill out. Let's do, yeah. let's do everything one step at a time. Because exactly. if you, if you want to do all things like super fast, yes. I mean, maybe that, maybe that will work, but you know that it's not going to be like 100% you because you just did it to rush it out. You know what I mean? So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's very deep, by the way. But, <laughs> but yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, I have to say uh, a real thank you so much for being here at the show. It was really awesome to have you. Uh, definitely, I can't wait for uh, for more of the amazing things that you will eventually do one day. Hopefully, uh, we will we will see you in Marvel or DC or video game <laughs> one day. <laughs> yeah, I'm super sure that that day will eventually come. So again, thank you so much. Thank was, you. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. It was super awesome, a super inspirational and deep conversation. <laughs> one of those that I really enjoy. Uh, thank and you. Before I send you off. I need to send you off in an epic way again. So let's go with the cheering effects. Here we go. Oh, thank you. Thank you. What an outro. I really appreciate it. <laughs> There you go. And yeah, keep having an amazing rest of the e- evening. Yeah. Me um, too. And keep being that amazing, awesome person. And I'll see you. Also, thank you for those who are watching. Make sure that you are following her if you're not. You can pause this for a while, go follow her, leave a couple of likes, one or two or five, whatever, and then come back. And yeah, again, thank you so much. And I can't yeah. wait uh, for the next one. <laughs> yeah. And all my links are in my bio. Um, yes. I have a page, Insta, um, obviously, and my website. If you want to go check out the reel, um, I also have my email on there too. So, all, all right. Thank you so much, Dan. I really appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. Okay. All right. You too. Bye.